Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey guys, so what is Thrivehood, you might ask? Well, that's a good question. I'd say it's a relevant life roadmap for young men out there who want to thrive as they're maturing boldly into manhood. From the very serious to the silly, I chat about a wide variety of relatable topics that both challenge and motivate you to do what needs to be done now so you can become who you want to be later. I'm Tim Williams, and this is Thrivehood. Cartwright Morris is an individual that I got a chance to catch up to and talk to for a few minutes, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you this interview. I really enjoyed my time speaking with Cartwright. We just started off going down a bunny trail and had a really good conversation, and I we touched on a lot of different little topics, you know, short window topics, but I think you'll really enjoy this interview I'd love for you to go to menareforged.com, menareforged.com, and find out about Cartwright Morris. He's got his hands in a little bit of everything. He is definitely um, an entrepreneur. He is a speaker. He is a certified coach, life coach. Uh, he really helps men. And while probably his practice and his focus is more on men and helping them really, really live to the max, I guess is a way to say that, but really maximizing in every area of their life, of living a full life, of really truly uh, coming into their own and understanding, you know, what they're about, and 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 I just really like what he's doing. And I, when we got done with the interview, I was like, this is this was really fun. I had a blast. But I think there's some points here, and there's some bits and pieces that you young men should listen to carefully, and maybe there's a takeaway here or there that might benefit you as you get an opportunity to learn more about Cartwright Morris. And again, check out his website, menareforged.com, and he also has a podcast called Men Are Forged, and he's on all the social media sites and everything as well. So let me bring this to you now. Hey guys, welcome back to another Thrivehood podcast. I have Yet another special guest, Cartwright Morris. Cartwright, before you say anything, I just got to say I love that name, Cartwright Morris. That is such a manly name. But anyway, welcome to Thrivehood Podcast. Oh, thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. That was kind of my parents' point. You know, it, Cartwright stands out. You know, <laughs> my dad was John and he always got tired of being John Who. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, that's good. So welcome in. And I know you have been um, you have really been understanding. We've been trying to pull this together for months and just through a series of challenges, uh, no fault of your own, I might say. It's been pretty much on me, but you have been um, a man of, of grace and mercy through all of that. So I want to I want to tell you, I appreciate you understanding. Well, thank you, Tim. You know, as you know, we try to tell both of our audience and our young men, it's like life happens, right? You got to be able to handle the punches and keep moving forward. So I I understand. (laughs) You sure do. Well, so let's dive into this. And I think really for the next few minutes, we just want to get to know Cartwright. We want to know a little bit about you. And I think, you know, even before we get to what you're doing now, and, and again, you don't have to share any, any, any deep, dark secrets, but just tell us a little bit about Cartwright, maybe your upbringing, a little bit about mm-hmm. yourself and up to maybe where we're at now. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next phase. Yeah. So, I mean, background, uh, grew up in the South, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, you know, Southern boy, love football, you know, uh, Mm-hmm. Definitely was not had the body type or the athletic ability for it, but I just love contact. I don't know. My mom always just thought I was just that I was a fighter, you know, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of person grew up in a, a good Christian home, uh, you know, conservative, went into college trying to figure out who I was, went in my mid twenties, very much a sense of adventure, left a pretty stable job, stable home life. And just said, I got to go find myself, moved out to California and kind of found God, kind of found the person who I really want to be more than just kind of the goofy, um, below average athlete type person. Just, uh, yeah. And just kind of pursued that, got into really mentoring young men, uh, helping men grow, helping them step into leadership positions and how to see life from different perspective beyond what their normal is. And that kind of led me into coaching and, uh, helping leaders and in different industries and business owners. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of been the last, if I summed up the last 20, 30 years of my life. So, <laughs> so now you knew you, you, you think you do know that I live in Tennessee, right? Ah, and you know, what's coming this weekend. <laughs> well, I've become a big UT fan. So, cause okay. I'm an Auburn guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. You go. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Well, when this will, this will post, this episode will post uh, the Monday after this weekend of the Alabama Tennessee game. So we'll see how that goes, man. 16 years in the making, right? I know. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Hooker. I don't know. He just came out of nowhere, man. That kid is just, yeah. Wow. We could do a, we could do a segment on him alone for that matter. Just Mm -hmm. uh, perseverance, man. It pays off sooner or later. It really does. I didn't realize how old he was. He's like 24 years old. Uh, And he's been Uh, in school like six years or something like that, I think. So (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) Well, you know what that's, you know what is, so here we go. This is how I like interviewing. I mean, what a, what a great message for young men, right? Mm -hmm. This, this kid is trying to find his way and we get so caught up in sort of the processes and procedures, which I think they're, they're good for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but man, there's just some of us that we just take a different path and we're scratching our head during the process. And we're going, what is ha- Why is this turning out? But it just, yeah. it's just, it's just, we're all, we all got our own forging, our own forging, our own path, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think he's, he's obviously doing that as well. Right. 
Yeah. I think there's something too, like you said, processes and procedures that really I got hung up on of, you know, you believe have this belief because people have done it in front of you and next to you that this is what you're supposed to do. That's how it's supposed to end. And you become obsessed with really what that process is going to give you that result. A lot of, you know, I talk through clients and some of my own mindsets of just like, man, love whatever that journey looks like. It doesn't look all one way. The uniqueness of the journey is the beautiful part. Like we love story, right? We love a good movie. We love a good book. Like we love a good story. Why not love our own story? But we want our story to be carbon copy, right? Because there's comfort, you know, in that, you know, like that I know what tomorrow is, but like, like the, the hookers and, you know, I'm sure your life, Tim, it's like, man, I'm glad I don't have my life figured out by 25. I'm glad it was a little harder. Some lessons I learned about hard work, about who I am. I mean, I like if I didn't have the things that I had in my life that really experiences, hardship, failures, um, even certain successes, like, uh, man, I would, I would not be where I am today or not, I would be such a insecure uh, I would still be a boy in a lot of ways. I mean, that's yeah. where I think a lot of your audience, like if you're not willing to go through the hard things, you, you'll find out there's many 50 year olds out there that are still acting like they're 14, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. when you're willing to embrace those things, that's the difference between a boy and a man. In a lot of ways is those willing to like take life on and just like, all right, this is how it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm full in hit me with it. So preach it brother. That's, yeah. that's that's exactly what Thrifehood is all about of mm-hmm. helping them to navigate some of the craziness early on in life. As I've told a number of it, it, part of it's hard for me to r- jot this down and, and put this in in written form. But a good part of what I try to explain to these young men is that you're making decisions now in your teenage years that could literally affect you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And life is already going to be hard enough. I, I you know, I, I get some people looking at me like, yeah, man, you're sort of negative, man. That's the truth, man. That's mm-hmm. reality. I don't care if you come from one of the richest families in the world or the poorest families, it rains on the just and the unjust. There's, there's mm-hmm. no, there's, there's no substitute for, for pain and suffering. It's the, it's what we go through. But if we can eliminate some of the early habits and vices and bad decision making that we do early in our life, uh, you're you're gonna put yourself at least in a better position when those hard times comes and those waves crash upon you. That you're like, well, you know, I, I'm addicted to drugs and I'm, I, I drink a lot of alcohol and you know, I've uh, I've sort of cheated on about four or five of my girlfriends and and on and on and on and and then now. Mm-hmm life itself is coming at you on top of all of these. I'll, let me say that in a way that mm-hmm. everybody can understand comes at you on top of everything else that you have, mm-hmm. then gosh, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how you survive some of that. We all do. We all seem to uh, mm-hmm. get through it, but gosh, wouldn't it be better to go through that thriving than it would be to yeah. not thriving. So anyway, I'm preaching yeah. at you. I'm sorry, but uh, no, but I think you're, you're hitting on a point. Cause I think, this is what I've realized is like humility comes either by choice or by not by choice, <laughs> yeah, by life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, I mean, sure I had does. a friend who he, uh, he started, he, you know, I actually interviewed on my podcast. His name's John Stakely. I think it was episode like 70 or something like that. But he, he's a friend of mine who started a, a entire organization to help uh, people in addiction. 
because he similarly was in addiction. And he said he was sitting in rehab, just like world crumbling around him, wife and kids, like, and just like struggling. The guy next to him had snuck in heroin and was overdosing. And he just said this, I like, I needed this humbling experience because he said, like all men, we need this to some degree by letting that humble, it allows you to either double down your pride, which a lot of men do. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. just push it off, blame game, project, whatever. Or I can just like sit in it and allow this humbling moment to explore my heart, find out who I really am, who I really, what I really want to be about. So I would say for your audience, like, man, choose to lean into those hard things. I wasted so many hours holding on to fear and some false sense of comfort by avoiding pain, by avoiding failure, hardship. This is where you learn. This is where you grow. I mean, like, I mean, most of the people that we, men, we look up to, like they chose success with failure, not without. And like they had experiences, they have stories, they have uh, scars, whether physically or, you know, emotionally or spiritually or just in business, like, those are the people that embraced it and didn't try to move around it. Um, because it, it, at the end of the day, it's just going to, it's going to happen to you either by choice or not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, and I think too, you know, we're, we're going down a, a very awesome trail here. I like this. I think the other part of this too, and feel free to elaborate. It isn't and it. When you get through all of that and try to tell some of these young men, what, you don't, you don't realize it in the moment and at the time, but when you get on the other side of whatever that challenge may be, you become a, a sort of a, like what you're doing, you become a little bit of a life coach. Mm-hmm. You, you become a teacher. You become the sage. Now when you have somebody that you've, you happen to come a, across, maybe they're struggling with, with school or they're, they're, they're got mm-hmm. challenges with their, maybe they're in a dysfunctional family or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's some challenges you got a buddy or a friend or somebody you've just sort of seen at school and you can tell, man, what a great opportunity to now share what you've gone through your experiences to try to, you know, you sort of reach out your hand in a philosophical way and and try to pull these guys up and these, these people up to say, man, you can do this. And here's, I sort of went through a similar thing and, and, you know, now brotherhood begins to happen and you, you, you come alongside somebody and help them. Because like, mm-hmm. while I believe it's important that we learn from our own challenges, I think it's also an equal opportunity to share that with other young mm-hmm. men so that they can, hey, if you can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Hendon Hooker, right? Hey, if, if yeah. you can become a football star at 24 and still be in college, mm-hmm. then that tells me that my path, we're sort of making a, a circle here, right? Sort of closing yeah. the loop. My path doesn't have to be normal either. And I can see that it, it can be different and it can have a mm-hmm. different, there's can be a different path for me. You know, what, what do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, I think there's, uh, I mean, I love the quote, uh, I don't know, you're Roy Vaden. Uh, he said, you're best position to serve the person you, you used to be. Right. Oh, I love we, that. Man, like the yeah. things you've been through, like there's just something to man. Like, I, I mean, I love men, um, and really I try to encourage my clients, like as men, for some reason, we just don't, one, we don't have a value for rest Two, within that rest, how to reflect and evaluate our life and look at our life through a 
healthy lens of like, man, what did I learn through that? How to ask the right questions. And that's what I love doing with men is sitting down like, man, all you've been through, you've been kind of trying to push that aside, but there's something, there's, there's a gold in there. And, but when, so men, you can tell men that have done that actually now have something to give. It's like, man, when I, I have taken my life and there's something beautiful and now I have something to give back and help that guy see his story and not constantly compare himself and think that all life is candy canes and rainbows or there's only one lane to success. There's only one lane to finding my happiness and quality of life. Like that's nonsense. It's like, man, like, cause I mean, that's why I mean, to get jump into my, why I started my podcast, like men are forged, like being hammered, forged by fire and you know, all that, like that, the terminology and realizing it's like, there's all these different stories of men's lives of like, you know, I, I believe the lie that most men who were successful always had it figured out, always were more talented, smarter, more athletic. They always had it figured out and it was always easy. But it's like starting this podcast was like, man, I want to bring the light that, that, that like call this lie out. Yes. That people that are as successful, yes. they're one, they're still figuring it out. They're still learning. They're lifetime learners. Like that's mm-hmm. such a valuable thing to embrace. Like you yeah. don't want to be at the place where you got it all figured out where you're arrived. That's a boring, lonely, restless place, you know? It and, is. and so the belief that we like, and so I started like finding these stories that man, success looks so much, a lot different from all these different men and like the ability to pursue these things, to get excited about life and take on challenges. And what I learned from this, from, you know, different, different things and, um, different failures. And so it's just, anyway, that's just fun to kind of like, um, yeah, to unpack that with men and learn that because then they realize like, man, I have a lot to give back. And that's in all areas, whether it's in family, business, community, relationships. It's just, yeah. Anyway. So I I could talk about that all day. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Perfect segue. I think that's where, that's where we we were wanting to start. And we, Mm -hmm. uh, we just went down the bunny trail again. I like, I like these kind of conversations Mm -hmm. uh, more than the, than the static ones, but so maybe go down that road a little bit. Tell us a little bit. You had said that you had started the podcast, but I know you're a certified coach. You're a speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got the podcast, you're, you help develop leaders, maybe just go into some of those areas. Tell us a little bit about each of those areas and, and, you know, why you got into that and maybe what, what value does that bring you when you're, when you're offering these type of services to people? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say that, you know, you know, going back to my story, uh, when I moved out West to go to California, I worked for this guest ranch, um, and it was a lot of the, and then I kind of slowly moved up the ranks where I was a middle manager, you know, leading ropes courses. And a lot of the college students were kind of underneath me. And I kind of started interacting with a lot of the seniors and helping them process decision after college, what that looked like, what to focus on. And kind of felt like I had a niche and just got excited about that. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, like, like stuff I've said, I've had to really, unpack some of these false beliefs of what I think life was meant to be, you know, and really that, um, you know, it's just funny journey. And I'll tell this story, you know, I don't know if it's time for this, but I just, this is a funny story. When I first started, I got out there, I was 26. Um, 
most of my, I was 19 or 20. I was working maintenance for free. I mean, I literally just kind of that, the Joseph Campbell hero's hero story. I was getting away from the familiar going to find myself and, uh, and it was awesome. And, and I had river guided there seven years earlier. And there was one day where they had this big stomach bug go through the camp and uh, a bunch of the river guides couldn't guide that, that trip. And I was put on, and they came up to me randomly and the guy, it was really funny. My, a friend of mine who was kind of the director of the camp, he came in and he goes, do you know how to ride a bike? <laughs> and I went, I was like, what? He goes, you know, the old saying, just like riding a bike, do you think you could river guide for us tomorrow? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, great. Oh God, this is so great. Anyway. So it's been seven years. They put me on a raft. These kids had no idea that I hadn't done it in seven years. And I'm a little nervous, but it felt like Disneyland, the first, you know, five or six rapids, you know, we're just <laughs> on a track. I'm just following the boat in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we get to this, this rapid. It's like only class three on the river. It's, it's called the rattlesnake. And this because there's this big rock in the middle called rattlesnake rock. And it looks because it's coiled up. It looks like a rattlesnake. It's so okay. anyway, so we get, you know, I, I'm so nervous. We got to start river, right in river left. And somehow in the middle of the rapid, I just start veering towards the rock. Mm. And as I'm start veering towards the rock, we kind of go over it sideways and, and literally, I mean, this is what people told me. I had no idea. I am literally just like, I like one, I just remembered the one thing I remember from staff from God training was the phrase is they always say, who is number one? And you respond, I am number one. And it's a great lesson for life that I continue to this day. Why is the river God number one? Because I can't save somebody from drowning if I'm drowning too. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can only give from a position of strength. Right. And that belief of like, man, I got to start really taking care of myself if I want to start giving to others, find my own joy, find rest, find strength. So anyway, I snuck that. Therefore, I snuck down in the boat, grabbed the two people next to me, and they said we went through and I tacoed the boat. <laughs> And we popped out and I literally get up and I'm looking around and the two guides that are like there with throw bags to make sure nobody fell out. If anybody fell out, our eyes are like big as saucers and they're matting their jaws at the ground. <laughs> just what happened. But then everybody stayed in the boat yeah. and it was amazing. There you go. And I was sitting there thinking like, if I had talked to my 19 year old self about where I was at that point, he would be so disappointed why I didn't have X job making X money and I wasn't married or on my way to this house and this neighborhood and which is all just nonsense. Like mm-hmm. that's the plan that he had in his life, that this was the definition of success. Mm-hmm. But at that moment I was defining success for me, what that looked like and what I, you know, was what I was pursuing that it's not a straight line. It's not linear. Life is not linear. Mm-hmm. And here I was the happiest I've probably ever been in my life because I'd been the most honest with myself and I was having a ball. I was on a river in Northern California guiding, you know, teenagers, just making friends. No one knew me from Adam. And I was just fully me and discovering what that looked like and who God was. And so it was just fun. Anyway, so I like telling that story for some of some of those younger guys. I absolutely love the statement you give from the position of strength. I I actually just might plagiarize that and do a <laughs> podcast episode on that because that is powerful, Cartwright. That is absolutely mm-hmm. true. 
we shouldn't be following someone that's weaker than us. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I did an episode several, probably maybe even last year or whatever, but I, I did mention that there's really three types of relationships that we should always have. We should always have someone that's ahead of us in life. Mm-hmm. We should have someone that's about where we are in life. And mm-hmm. we should actually have someone that's behind us because the man or the woman or whoever that's in front of us helps us keep pushing forward. The mm. person next to us is there when we need someone to lean our, our, our head on or need a shoulder and the mm. one behind us, they're the ones that we're trying to mentor and help them bring up to where we are. So we're all moving mm. in a, in a direction, but man, I love you can you can only give from the position of strength. That is powerful. And man, thank you. I'm I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna do an episode on that. <laughs> it's yours, Tim. I Take love it. that. I love that. <laughs> well, so yeah, I this is great. This has been good. Uh, I was gonna see here if I had before we wrap this up, I want to see if we had any. I asked you a little bit about that. So I, I guess maybe I've got two questions here before we finish this out. One is, so in all of your experience, and maybe you really just shared this and that's fine. If that's, if that's your story, then that's good. But Mm -hmm. out of all of your experiences, the, the podcast, you speaking, your, your coaching, is there any one moment or anything that really stands out that you say, man, this, this really, and you may have already just told us that, and that's fine. We can move on. But is there anything that sort of steps stands out that you're like, man, I'm, I just, this is what I get up for every day sort of moment. Yeah, I think for me is that the type of moment is is just seeing the light come on in a man who is um been really unkind to himself for most mm. of his life. Mm. Who has really broken a lot of promises to himself, who is constantly beating himself up that he's not good enough, that he's not um, like his peers, but seeing that light come on of like, man, I can make this life my own. Um, I can find my own quality of life and what that looks like. Um, and I, I just think of just handful of coaching sessions that I have with some men where you just see the light come on, you feel the permission just that is unleashed that most men that they get in their twenties and something gets beat out of them. Um, maybe it's, and even maybe it starts back in high school of just like, this is who you have to be. This is Mm. who you have to be. This is who you like. And it gets beat into them. And then when they're not that they're, they end up becoming restless, uh, depressed, even disappointed, even there. I mean, suicide rates are, are high these days. I mean, it's just, it's crazy that what our society is telling men who they have to be. And it's, and uh, giving men permission to, Hey, let's, let's go make this life your own. Let's figure this out. Let's stop trying to live up to anybody else's expectations. And so, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, what do I get up for that? I mean, that's what I get up for. I mean, I love like just seeing someone just fully taking ownership of their life and saying yes, versus man, some people that have just been beaten for life. It's just like, man, I can't, I can't be honest. I can't be upfront. I can't own, I can't really even look in the mirror because I'm so terrified of what I'll find out. But when they're willing to do that, they're actually, man, they see something there that is so powerful, so exciting. And that is so good that they didn't know that was there. Fantastic. Fantastic Mm -hmm. stuff. What's your website? So mentorforge.com. 
mentorforge.com. You also have mentorforged podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you can find that on any platform at this point, right? Yes. And you're all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, all those places too. Yeah. I say the probably, you know, to find videos is YouTube, uh, Mentorforge YouTube channel. But I mean, if you, if you want to find out some of my own personal kind of what I do, you can go to LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I don't know if, yeah. Can you go to LinkedIn if you're under 18? I don't know (laughs) if you can or not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm on Instagram from Forge and Cartwright Morris. So you're welcome to come find me there. Follow me, say, Hey, ask me a question. Um, anyway, all that. Awesome. So, so mm-hmm. we've got just a couple of minutes left. Let's wrap this up. I always like to ask my guests, would you just leave a tidbit, a tip, piece of advice, maybe a challenge, word of mm-hmm. encouragement, anything that you want, take a minute or two, share something with our young men that's listening and Cartwright. It was a pleasure having you on with us today. Yeah. Thank you, Tim, man. I think, you know, if I could leave any advice, there's something I'm finding just in the context of man, one, the, the, the power of, fun and enjoyment, what that really means in men's life. And then moving, you know, we all like, especially young age, I remember community relationships are easy, but actually going to that deeper level of relationship, you know, I'm finding a lot of men in their thirties. It's like you hadn't built the infrastructure in their life for deep, meaningful relationship and actually true fun and adventure in their life that they're, they're, they're isolated and they're exhausted. And really when you find out when we do like things that are fun to me and not what like everybody else is doing, even though it's great to have relationships like that, man, we're really good at finding those things that we can do shoulder to shoulder is wonderful. Um, as I, so, I mean, I'm kind of jumping in two different directions, but this is just something that's been on my mind recently, Tim. And, I, um, so there's two things. So when I say that is like, okay, what, what do I find that's mine that I can enjoy Cause what's going to happen is your life is going to get busier. Things are going to get filled and you don't know how to take care of yourself in the midst of business, a wife, kids, life gets full. It, it fills up. So finding that one thing like, Hey man, this is what I can do for me so that I actually move from a position of strength for my family, for my business, my employees. But then too, like you're finding even men in the midst of who are busy, who have a full life that they're feeling isolated. So to find, so one, find your enjoyment, find your fun, find your, that fine. And then two is find your men that you can run with, like that you can go deep. Yeah. That you can not only yeah do things with, but then also like that you, that you can talk about real things in your life you get excited like that, like that is so rare today that I find men like, man, I got no one who knows me. Yes. And allowing someone just to know you that's outside of your girlfriend or your wife or your significant other. Like, it's just important for us as men. Like we, I think more and more like the younger generations are realizing this value of, you know, it used to be sound weak that you'd let men share your emotions, share your disappointments, your hurts, um, but I think learning to do that well and learning to pick each other up, feel, giving a safe place for men to talk about that. So 
I would say my my piece of advice for for young men out there is just like, hey, let's just you you know find a group of men that you can go deep with, and then find that thing that you really love doing. That's uh, maybe not as mainstream. Like, I mean, out that gets you moving, gets you doing something. Uh, I you know I, I can I think the obvious is video games for some people, but mm, yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do something. Yeah, a little bit more uh, unique. You know. <laughs> This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host. Please seek the advice of a trusted adult or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs.